Hey, Stadra. Woo. Hello. You can add me, Jay, when you get a second. Hold on. People call me Anna at school. <laughs> um, if you're on here, send this live to 10 people. I'm going to do the same right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Actually, I'm sending it to everybody I know, basically. used to have a button we could just send it to everybody no they used to yeah oh that's legit yeah they kind of oh wow i can only do so many people yeah kind of okay. features up hey alexis Is my camera cricket? Uh, you should be good. You good? Okay. What's up, everyone? Hello. Let's see what we got in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call y'all by your Instagram names. Simply, <laughs> Stasia. Yeah, that's my sister. Hey, Stasia. Jeff Gardner, Just King James, DK. Last by Lene, okay. Uh, Kanasia, Craig, Lex, okay. It's a lot of y'all in here, okay. Hey, got Sam in here. If you all um, send us live to 10 people if you just joined us. Oh, and yeah. we will get started shortly. Oh, we have yeah. a few questions for you. How was your day? Man, it was good. It was good. It was... Uh, I'm ready to learn. <laughs> yeah, high 70s here. And uh, I mean, for the most part, it's just been chill. How about you? Uh, it's been busy. I mean, I'm excited for the weekend. That doesn't even mean anything, but... You stay busy, man. Yeah, but no, I'm excited about Financial Flex. I get excited about the conversation. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. we can go ahead and get started. So the goal is to post this on uh, IG Live if Instagram allows me to do that. It's been a few times they didn't let me store it. So we will see. So we can go ahead and get started. So this is the ninth episode of Financial Flex, which gives people the opportunity to learn from entrepreneurs, business owners, 
and careerists just to flex a little bit, talk about their financial success or their success within their business with hopes to inspire people. So yeah, so that's going to be the conversation today. I have Jay here, also known as the official Jay, official Jay, the credit guy. Just right? Jay, the credit guy, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. On here on Instagram. So wait, official Jay credit guy. Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah, that's my Instagram name. Okay, and, and then I've pinned I pinned his Instagram name below. Yes, continue to heart this. If you just joined, send this live to 10 people so we can teach people and learn. If you all do have questions, please put the questions in the question box at the bottom of the screen. It's definitely lit in here. <laughs> um, but if you don't know me, I am Annalisa, also known as Just Annalisa here on Instagram as well as Twitter. And then I am your host on Financial Flex. So we're going to talk about credit um, today. Oftentimes, people tell me that they can't purchase a home, or if they're planning to purchase a home, they'll say, well, I need to get my credit score together. Or if they want to purchase a vehicle, I got to get a co-signer because my credit's not that great. So I think it's important to really talk about the basics of credit and what that looks like. But first, go ahead, go ahead and tell the people about yourself. I'm located in Ohio. Where are you located? Okay, so I mean, for those who if you know, if you feel comfortable sharing, <laughs> hey man, no problem at all. Uh, you know, uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Jerry, but I do go by a lot of people call me Jay the Credit Guy. Uh, I actually grew up in Jackson, Michigan, which is like thirty minutes south of the capital of Lansing. Uh, and um, actually, you know, born and raised there, I moved to Chicago, two thousand and fifteen, where it's actually where I launched my credit restoration business and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then last year, I actually moved to Tennessee area uh, where I kind of expanded it. Um, but, uh, you know, really how I got started in, you know, involved with credit, you know, starting a business and things like that around credit, you know, my credit was kind of jacked up. And I know like a lot of, uh, a lot of people on here probably, uh, we weren't really taught you know, the basics of credit in our household and definitely not in school, you know, mm -hmm. so I was able to, uh, you know, get around the information. And that's when I really started to learn more about credit. And I, I think, you know, this is stuff that I want people to write down that, uh, you know, really wants to build their credit score. The first thing you have to understand is why your credit score is, uh, is what it is. You know, that's the main thing. Why your credit score is, is what it is. And by understanding that, all you have to do is go to, you know, you know, uh, one of these credit monitoring services like uh, Credit Karma, you know, free annual credit report, and just pulling up um, what's on your credit report. Mm -hmm. And then there's five things that actually determine your credit score. Um, so you want to make you want to know exactly where you stand in each of those five categories. You know, you want to be in the green. You know, once you're able to 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 see exactly where you are. You know, then you have something to work on, you know, to put you in the green, put you in good standings with the credit bros. So I was able to do that. You know, I was able to go to work on my credit, um, you know, and I was able to build it uh, over 200 points in uh, just a several months, you know, um, getting two student loans removed from my credit report. Um, nice. So I was able to really just, uh, you know, move towards a, a good direction. And that was the first thing, you know, knowing what my credit, you know, what, what my credit score was and why it was what it was. Um, the second thing, you know, was how do, okay, now that I have a good credit score, how do I use it as a tool and not a trophy? So exactly. a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, they get, 
uh, uh, they, they, they improve their credit score, right? But they, uh, they act like they want something, you know? Um, you know, what's good? What, what good is a hammer if you don't know how to use it? Exactly. Know? And so one of the things that I've learned is, you know, just by being around information and being around wealthy people is you have to understand the difference between good debt and bad debt. Mm -hmm. you know? do, you, do you yourself, Anna, do you know the difference between good debt and bad debt? Well, that's a that's a great segue. So if you haven't purchased already, you should click the link in my bio following this uh, live and purchase my new e-course or pre-order it now. It's available. How to become debt free and keep more money in your pocket. And in the course, I do discuss the difference between good debt and bad debt. And I easily just like to define it as good debt is going to make you money. Bad debt is not going to make you money. It's things that are going to depreciate. There's going to be those liabilities like purchasing vehicles and things like that. Exactly. Exactly what you just hit it right on the head. And that's the difference. Uh, that's, that's what I had to learn. Uh, if, if Everybody knows that credit is basically debt, you know, uh, but it's leverage as well. And you want to be able to use that leverage to your advantage to build wealth. So I was able to, uh, you know, once I learned the difference between good debt and bad debt, how good debt uh, puts money in your pocket, like you said, and then debt, bad debt takes money out of your pocket. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, now I got a strategy in place. So first and foremost, you know, the next thing I had to do was eliminate as much bad debt as possible, you know, get my bad debt under control. You know, once I was able to, you know, knock down credit cards, put them under 30%, you know, eliminate, you know, installment loans and things like that, yep. um, don't do anything for me. I got myself under control with my bad debt. And once I did that, I was able to focus on having, uh, you know, uh, on good debt, you know, using that, using other people's money to uh, purchase, you know, stuff that put money in my pocket, like uh, whether that's uh, trying to start a new business or, you mm -hmm. know, real estate or, you know, whatever it is that's putting money in my pocket. So that's, that's what we're trying to do, guys. We're trying to build wealth. Yes. We're trying to build wealth. We're trying to have multiple sources of income. We're trying to multiply that cash flow on a monthly basis. That is the ultimate goal. And then before we, and thank you for everyone tuning in. I see people joining here. If you do have questions, put the questions in the question box below. If you have it pertaining to Jay and his credit business, I have a series of questions here that people sent to me. And actually, um, I don't think I mentioned someone requested you to be on financial flex i don't remember who it was unfortunately but you were requested so again I, i'm glad that you're able to join us and i just want to talk a little bit about the history of credit in like america because in my course i do talk about the history of debt but i think it's important to know that you know credit cards is not something that's always existed so like prior to like 1917 credit cards, credit wasn't really a thing simply because there were so many laws and regulations around lenders and trying to get people to get different loans due to increase in the high interest, um, high interest on different loans and stuff. So there were so much restrictions, but by 1920, like after World War One, they relaxed the laws a little bit. And then also there was more manufacturing that occurred and there were more manufacturing that occurred. So people were ready to purchase vehicles um, and things that they really couldn't afford. But by 1929, like around after the Great Depression, they relaxed the laws a little bit more for lenders. So basically every, every, yeah, everybody and their mama was ready to, you know, get money and yeah. not, even, not even be educated in the fact that they have to pay that money back. And the scam just continues and continues. So like by 1945, 1950, 
And when the phrase keeping up with the Joneses was adopted and mm -hmm. our birth it, like everyone and their mama had credit cards. Everyone was purchasing furniture, purchasing homes, purchasing appliances, just to have that material obsession with wealth. Um, and since the 1970s, I feel like it's just been socially acceptable for everyone to have debt, to have these crazy loans. I'm here to tell you guys, it's a scam. It's a scam. Um, you know, your credit, your credit company, they will say, you're approved for a new credit card. You're approved for this. Don't fall into the trap. So I would, I would say that it's a scam for people that don't know how to utilize it. Exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's two, two sides of a coin where it was put into place to, uh, make the rich richer, you know, in a sense where the people that own the credit card companies and things like that, they can really, really be praised to, um, you know, the, the poor. But at the same time, it allowed, you know, if, if you know how to, if you understood how credit work and things like that, you could really put yourself in a position where you could be saving a lot of money, putting money in your pocket, you know, not using any of your money and just leveraging it yes. to buy good debt, you know. And the people that didn't understand, like, again, the people that really didn't understand uh, to buy buy credit you uh, to uh, purchase good debt versus just purchasing a bunch of liabilities to keep up with the Joneses, those are the ones that, you know, that, that education has been passed down through the years to the to the generation and that's why we are where we are now exactly exactly i hope you all are taking notes at the at, by the end of this financial flex everyone should know the difference between good debt and bad debt and as just to reiterate what you said you know getting getting um loans that's going to make you money in the long run that's going to assist in you to be able to pay back that loan that that's good debt so we don't want to continue to acquire acquire loans acquire vehicles uh, assets that you can't afford, that's bad debt. We don't want that. So I will go ahead and go through some of the questions that have been asked and you feel uh, feel free to sh uh, share your insight. So I know most of the people on this live who are around my age or um, have at least one degree are in the process of going to school. Do student, lo do student loans impact your credit score? Um, do they impact your credit score in a good way? Uh, I, I look at it as a double-edged sword because, uh, honestly, having a student loan is just like having uh, another installment loan where you're just going to be paying a lot more on interest in the long run. But at the same time, once you pay that loan off, and uh, it's gonna it's, it's gonna fall off your credit report, and anytime uh, a account is closed, it, it it hurts your credit score. So mm -hmm. that's why I always tell people focus on having revolving credit. Uh, that's the, on your credit report, uh, just like credit cards and, you know, things like that stuff that you can uh, pay off and it's going to continue to stick around, you know, it's going to continue to stick around because that's one of the things that actually helps your credit score is uh, the, the how long you've had that account, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, with, with student loans, I mean, paying on it, obviously, you know, it's going to be getting reported to the credit bureaus and things like that. Um, but... Uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't does it doesn't do much as far as you know building your credit score yeah anything different than maybe some of the other loans and things like that so yeah. you mentioned credit credit cards and revolving credit is that a, a recommended number of credit cards you feel like people should have I would say honestly max be like four uh like four or five but you want to get your, your 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 limit as high as possible yeah so you want to keep asking you know, can you all raise my credit score, especially if you, you've really been 
doing well as far as paying on them, you know, keeping them under a certain utilization and things like that. Keep increasing them, 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 them uh, credit limit because that's going to help you. That's going to help you a lot more than just trying to keep up with uh, 10 different credit cards. Yeah, because that's going to impact your like your utilization ratio, right? Yeah. When you continue to increase it. So, um, so should we call our, our banks, our credit companies every six months? Um, I know some I know some credit companies will just increase it automatically for you, but what would your recommendation be for us? Honestly, there's like five thousand agents in each of the, uh, the 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 big companies or whatever. So honestly, you can you can call them every single day and talk to a different agent. Somebody might help you out. Uh, that's that's an, a suggestion, but you can do it every six months, however you feel, whatever your urgency is. But uh, I would I would continue to call, and you know. That should help you increase your, your 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 limit at least. So when you do call to increase it, isn't that going to be some sort of inquiry on your credit? It's no. not. Oh, it's no. not. Okay. No. So I can call it every single day and just ask them to increase it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Huh, I should call today. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only time they will pull your credit is they have to ask you first. That's the only. That's the only way you know that they're going to uh, pull your credit. So if they if an inquiry showed up that wasn't authorized by you, man, you better go ahead and dispute that. And you can, they, they in a position where you can honestly sue them, but I mean, it's not that serious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you wanna, you wanna uh, make sure, really make sure that, uh, that they're not trying to do anything that's unauthorized. Yes, everybody take notes and call your credit company tomorrow and get your score your score raised. Um, oh, yeah. And that and that essentially will improve their credit score, correct? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, and then, like, can we talk about briefly just the benefits of having good credit versus having bad credit? Knowing that you know you can't you can't really do much. You can't acquire too many items with bad credit. That will probably require some type of cosigner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... So I look at it as because everybody can't have, uh, everybody don't have a billion dollar idea, right? To get the stuff that they want, whether that's, you know, the, the dream car, dream home, things like that. But everybody can have a good credit score. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously what credit, uh, having a good credit score does is one, it allows you leverage, um, but also it saves you a ton of money in the long run. They say on average about, uh, you are the average person that has a some a bad credit score is spending anywhere between two hundred an extra two hundred thousand to a million dollars. You know, just by having bad credit. Wow! So obviously, you want that money in your pocket. Exactly. So that's, why, that's why you definitely want to uh, you know work on your credit score because again, it's easier to have a good credit score and get the things that you want versus just having a billion dollar million dollar idea and just paying cash for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then is it truly impossible for people to obtain an 800 or like the 850 credit score? I know you probably work with a lot of people. Um, I don't know how frequently that has happened for them, but some people feel like it's very impossible. They, they just, no one in their family really got that high in the same, you know, they, they repeat some of the same habits and they never got that high either. So how do you get that 800 credit score? Is it impossible? Is it realistic? Oh, it's definitely realistic. Uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, not closing any accounts. You know, a lot of people do that. But for the most part, everybody's report is different, right? So you kind of, like, again, reiterating, you want to know exactly where you stand 
in each of those five categories, you know, and make those categories stronger. Um, and once you really focus on that, that's that's really because that's how you that's how your credit score is calculated. I'm not sure how how many of us know how our credit score is, is calculated, but there's five major categories uh, that determine how our credit score is calculated. One being the payment history that makes up the largest percent. Uh, that's 35 percent, right? So you you paying your bills on time that makes up the majority of your credit score. That's 35 percent. The second one is your credit utilization, and that's 30 percent. You know, so those lines of credit that you have, if you have anything, if, if you have a, a, a limit and you're using more than 30% of it, then that's going to hurt your credit score. So you want to make sure that you are having a 30%, 10% is way better. Uh, and then this is something that we really can't control is how long we've had credit. That makes up 15%, right? And uh, all you have to do is just let that, let that account age. You know, the longer you have credit, that's why you see uh, older folks with an 800 plus credit score because they've had that account for so long. Um, and all, all you can do is just not close that account out, right? Um, the other two is 10%. So uh, it's, it's the type of credit lines that you have on your credit profile. And then uh, how often you apply for credit. You definitely don't want to be applying for credit like crazy because it's going to make you look desperate. And every time you <laughs> apply for credit, it's going to hurt your credit score. So Looking desperate is never a good idea, guys. In okay. in no area of life, looking desperate is never good. So, um, um, so people's first credit card, they should even if they pay it all the way off, they should really never close it because it creates that history, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I put a poll on Twitter and I put a poll on Instagram. Would people rather have fifteen um, k cash or an eight fifteen uh, eight fifteen credit score? And if you didn't, if you didn't do it on Twitter in the comment section, let me know if you would rather have 15k cash or you would you would rather have 815 credit score. So I personally would rather have 15k cash because my credit score is already like eight something. So I would rather have the cash. Um, but I will say, so on Twitter, I follow and a lot of it's like money Twitter. I don't know if you're aware of that, but like. Everybody's talking about finances and products and stuff like that. So most of the people on Twitter said that they would rather have 15K cash. Most people on Instagram said that they would rather have the 815 credit score, which was very interesting. So I think that just speaks to people really wanting to have that. I'm just looking at the 15K cash, no questions. Credit is already great. Yeah, that's my thing. So... I, my credit is technically pretty awesome, so I would rather have the cash to invest and purchase something else. I don't know if you two, I don't know if you responded to that. What would what would your response be? Um, honestly, um, I'm, I'm sure it, it depends on everybody's situation. Yeah. Um, me, I would say, I would say fifteen k right now because i know how to leverage it to build it higher or make investments yeah. like that um yeah so it really just depends on your your situation you know your, yeah your, definitely your... depends on your situation um <laughs> if i had you know if it was the 1815 credit score i would still figure out how i could probably acquire some good debt to invest again and if i have the 15k i'm not going to go spurge and get liabilities i'm going to invest that too so either or. So I just thought that was interesting. It was just a difference on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then truly, how long does it take someone's credit to improve? So say they call 
They call the bank tomorrow. They say, I want to increase my credit. I want to increase my credit limit. We know that that's going to increase our score. But how long does it take to do these certain things to make an impact, a positive impact? I would say uh, your credit score is updated every 15 to 30 days. Okay. Um, but again, at the same time, you know, depending on your situation, uh, like that's just one situation, you know, they, that, that a person is in. It depends on a person's situation. If they were trying to pay down some debt uh, or whatever with their credit cards, you know, it, it, it could be a lot sooner than that. Mm -hmm. um, but if they need to get negative items removed off their credit report, it could be 30 days plus or whatever. You know, sometimes the credit bureaus are super slow on reporting uh, reporting things or creditors and things like that. So, yeah, it just depends on a uh, person's situation. Got it. I'm just initially said I said credit score, but the 15K would help me with my credit in short amount of time. Agreed. So, yeah, you can, I can see I can see both sides of it. Definitely. So we talked a little bit about inquiries. How do hard inquiries impact your credit score? Ah, man. Hard inquiries will ding your credit about 12 to 15 points. Sometimes it can be more. Uh, but yeah, people that go into car dealerships with bad credit, they're going to run your credit score at least 20-something times. Wow. Know? Yeah, and that, that'll really, really hurt your credit score. And then you got to come to me and we got to dispute them and all of that. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, like just apply for credit, you know, and sometimes it's really not authorized, uh, especially when you go to these retail stores about to, to get a, a credit card for like Victoria's Secrets or whatever. Uh, they, they're on your credit. Um, and sometimes they don't tell you. I know that happened to me before. I'm just like, you know, and, and, and you might ask them, you might ask them, like, are you guys going to run my credit? They're going to say no. But sometimes they're not even aware and they're just trying to get a sale. You know, they're trying to get a sale, so they, they give you a credit card and they end up uh, giving you a hard anchor on your credit report. Um, and then, so what are your, you? I know you mentioned Victoria's Secret. What are your thoughts on department credit cards? Uh, I mean, they, if, if you, if you ever stop using them, they're going to automatically close them. But I mean, they, they, they do get reported. You know, they do help uh, increase your your, your your limit, your utilization. Uh, but I try to stay away from them just because Agreed. sometimes I don't use them. I just get a cashback credit card, you know, Discover, you know, Capital One, something like that, and just utilize that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really your preference. But you have to understand that if you do stop using that credit card, they will close it, and that's going to hurt your credit score. Yes, it's going to hurt your credit score. I just remember in college, like a lot of times, um, some of people's first credit cards were some of those department store credit cards. But I always looked at credit cards as, um, I always looked at credit cards as something you could use as an emergency if you didn't have cash at the time. So when I think about having a Victoria's Secret credit card, I can only use that at uh, Victoria's Secret. And that's not a real emergency. That's not a real emergency if you ask me. So like yeah. I, my recommendation would will be to steer away from department credit cards if you can. Um, if that's the only credit card you can get to kind of build your credit, I get that. But just realize those department store credit credit cards, and I know they make them sound so enticing. Actually, that you usually only get like ten percent off, five percent yeah. off, or twenty percent off. Again, okay. it's a scam. 
So I would steer away from department credit cards personally. But um, if you all have questions, can you put in a question box? I know we already have some flowing through because I don't want to miss any. Um, but yeah, my preference, you know, to if you're going to get a credit card that you can use for emergencies, let it be a credit card that you can use in mo multiple places, essential places that you can get like food and things like that. That would only be my Somebody asked, what, what about paying off a loan early? Um, if you're referring to uh, an installment loan, paying it off early, it, it's still going to fall off your credit report because it's an installment loan. Uh, I've done that uh, a few times. I've learned. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it doesn't, it doesn't help your credit score. Paying it, off, paying it off early is good because you save yourself from paying all that interest. You know, but right. at the same time, you want to stick to uh, having a revolving credit credit line lean profile. If you're going to get a uh, an installment loan, try to try to get a get a mortgage. You know, something that's going to uh, that you that's going to have cash value uh, moving forward, and, and something and an asset that's going to appreciate things like that. Yeah. Uh, but for the for the most part, those installment loans that's that's pretty small. They really don't help. Um, and then I think hold on, I think there was another question. Yeah, I don't listen. How many credit cards are enough? I think we already meant you already mentioned that you know four is probably a good amount. Yeah, four um, to five, and because uh, again, if you want to get a ten thousand dollar credit limit, just put it on one credit card. You don't need ten different credit cards. One yeah. thousand dollar limit, you know, because the more money that you have, uh, that looks good to a lender because they're like, okay, he can handle all that type of money. Uh, ten thousand dollars. They they don't look at it. Uh, as you know, if they're looking at one loan as ten thousand dollars, that looks a lot better than one that's just a bunch of a thousand dollar loans. That's true. Um, I have three credit cards. I think two personal and one business credit card. And yeah. I think my first credit, and one of them are my very first credit card. I think the limit for that in college is like three hundred dollars. I think I just used it to build credit. So people who don't have credit or who may be in college, they've never had a credit card, nothing ran in their name. What would be your recommendation for them? Um, so people that never had a credit card that's in college right now, mm -hmm. I would say Discover is a really good one. Okay. In Capital One. Discover in Capital One. Um, I would say American Express, but they kind of, uh, so I would stick to Discover and American One because they do offer some really good programs and cash back is, is pretty good as well. Nia said, same, my first uh, credit was a secure card and it was great. Nice, nice. Um, so you would recommend Discover, so. Yeah, that's the main thing. She she offered, she uh, talked about a secure credit card. Is that what she said? Uh, yeah, he said that. Okay, because yeah. uh, you definitely want to, like, if you don't, if you're not educated on credit cards, you want to start off with a secure credit card first because you can put yourself, because you're already, as a student, you're already in debt with student loans and things like that. You mm -hmm. don't want to sign up for a credit card because you don't you know you, you need something to live off of uh you don't want to set yourself back by you know getting a credit card and maxing it out things like that if you don't know how to use a credit card don't you don't don't exactly apply for you need you to be disciplined exactly yeah because you can really end up hurting yourself in the long run because of especially all the interest that you're going to be paying over time with that credit card so yeah you definitely want to just 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 take your time, get educated on your know, your on credit first, and then that's when you go out uh, and apply for that credit card. 
someone mentioned a lot of credit card companies are not approving new clients right now and i could understand why um, oh, yeah. just during this yeah. time yeah, yeah it would make sense yeah we in a pandemic uh but at the same time you have to watch out because there are you know that's that's what they look for is is uh people that are financially broke because yeah. those are the ones that's going to be putting money in their pocket uh yeah. you know the ones that uh that you know that don't have no money and they're going to be late on their payments and things like that you're going to be charging late fees you know overdraft fees or or, or uh, over limit fees um and, and the interest of course so um you just want to be careful with the credit cards and, and really do your homework on uh who you're applying with kayla said idk how how my credit card oh my college credit card was a thousand dollar limit i could only get approved for like a three hundred dollar it was like a fifth third credit card Hey, Christina, we're talking about credit scores and credit cards and things like that. Okay, so if someone has no credit, you recommend them. Obviously, it's not at this time they can't do that. But to just go ahead and apply for a credit card, and they probably end up with a small limit credit card. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you want to apply for a secured credit card first. Um, and actually, I would say if you're under a 580, I would say you can stick to... Um, Twins. You heard of self, self lender, self lender, no, self lender, self com. They allow you to uh, build your, they, they allow you to basically, it's like a savings account, uh, but it's being reported to the credit bureau. So every time you make a payment, you know, it's going to be uh, reported to the credit bureau and that actually mm -hmm. helps your credit score and you can get approved a lot uh, easier, uh, Versus you just having a 580 and applying for a secured credit card. Sometimes you can uh, get a get approved of uh, a secured credit card with a 580, but sometimes they deny you. So that's why I tell people, you know, the safest route is to go to self lender first. You know, establish some history. You know, get over the 580 hump, and then go for the secured credit card. Okay, someone mentioned they love self self lender. Helped me a lot. And then we got a few fifth third people in here. Yeah, I have two. Two cards with fifth third. Okay, I finished my self uh, self lender CD next month. Okay, so it's a, it's a few people here. Um, if you all do have questions, just put in a comment uh, the question box below. I see a few in there. So since we're talking about credit cards, and I know oftentimes people tell, or even banks will tell you, just pay the minimum. My recommendation my recommendation would be to pay the full, just pay your credit off credit card off every single month. So this is how this is how I use my credit card. I use my credit card for everything because I get points and I just pay it off. So even if I have the money, I still use the credit card because I get points. So probably every I probably pay off my credit card like every two weeks. Yeah. Just, it's just at, at a rhythm. What would your recommendation be for people? As far as paying the minimum, man, that's that's a straight shark move for the for businesses for sure. They want you to pay the minimum because uh, it's attractive to the customer. You know, oh, I just got to pay this $25 a month, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm within good standings. Man, that thing is eating up interest like like crazy. You know, that's mostly every single day it's accruing interest uh, with those minimum payments. And they won't tell you, but it, it'll take you like uh, like five, five, ten more years extra to pay off the uh, that whatever uh, credit credit line that you have where they require you just to pay the minimum uh, versus you just going ahead and knocking it out. Exactly. Their business, they want to make as much money off you as possible. So that's what they do is, you know, lure you into paying the minimum 
so they can make they, that that interest that interest can compound and they can at the end of the day they be able to make a lot of money off you. Exactly. Someone said that's the credit card trap. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a scam. I don't if you all look at your credit card bills. I know um, when I get mine like on paper, I guess it's, it's digital too, but it'll tell you how long it would take you to pay it off. If oh, you yeah. just if you just pay the minimum because of how and it's several months, several years, which is ridiculous. I like to keep I like to keep money in my pocket. I don't like to pay extra money that I don't have to. So my recommendation, again, would be to pay off your credit card every month. And if you're not that disciplined uh, enough to have that have that automatic, I'm going to pay it every month, every few weeks, then just use cash if you have it available. If you don't have cash available and you're not disciplined enough um, where you're paying off your uh, credit card frequently, then it's, it may not be meant for you to make that purchase. So I would just say evaluate if that's an essential item that you need because we want you to have that high credit score and we want you to be debt-free. Listen, um, if you can't buy it twice with what you have in your bank account, don't buy it. Simple. That's what Jay-Z says. So, you know, I'm going to rock with that too. <laughs> um, and Kayla, love you, Kayla. You don't really follow instructions, but I'll go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> How often should you use a credit card to keep your score up? Often should you use a credit card to keep your score up? Mm-hmm. Well, um, just continue to, to to use it the right way, um, and, and that should help. If you are at thirty, if you only been doing thirty percent, bring it down to ten percent. That'll shoot your credit score up. Uh, but yeah, you want to continue to just use that, utilize that credit score, even if it's just paying a, a dollar you know a dollar a month you know have, have it being reported every single month so it keeps that, that credit card <laughs> open. Um, um yeah so hey Daniel, go to the question box <laughs> hey kayla um and then yeah just so I, what i like to figure out or what i did a long time ago with like my first card um so figure out what your credit limit is and then 30 percent of that just never go over 30 percent of that yeah, yeah. Just, just, just stay under that thirty percent. Um, yeah, we, we don't want lot. you out here. What'd you say? Yeah, that seven to ten percent is a lot better. But yeah, you, that's that's the basics for sure. You want to stay under thirty percent, but seven, seven to ten percent, you're golden. I don't see a question box. Um, it should be a, it should be a box at the bottom of your screen with the question mark on there. But if you can't find it, continue to, to put your questions in the comment box, and we'll go ahead and um try to get to those questions for you when we can so yeah be sure be mindful of um you know getting under 30 percent. i actually use credit karma so it, i think it breaks it down really really well i think it's other services i think they do it on mint now too where it can tell you what your utilization is what your credit history is and how that impacts your overall credit score um so let's talk a little bit about collections so i just sense that maybe someone in the comment section may have a question pertaining to collections so can you talk about like that process and maybe what should they do to get certain things off their credit report? Should they pay collections? I know sometimes the collection agencies will call and say, well, you don't, you only have to pay 25% of whatever debt you have, and then we'll clear that up for you. So what are your thoughts? Well, I would say first and foremost, whatever state you're in, you want to know the, stat the statute of limitations. That's first Ooh, and foremost. That's good. Because yeah, because, uh, you know, every every debt has an expiration date. Um, now, as far as collection goes, people have to understand that collection agencies, uh, they're, they're sharks for sure. They're sharks for sure. Because 
what what they actually do is they buy your your debt from the original creditor for pennies on a dollar. So they will, you know, let's say let's say that you owe five thousand dollars to your original creditor, right? And they they write it the uh, the the original creditor they'll write it off, you know, get it get a as a tax write off or whatever. So it's a closed account. Mm -hmm. uh, but what the collection agency, what they'll do is they'll be like, okay, I'll purchase this debt for, let's say, $10. All they got to do is get three, four, three, four extra dollars from you. So they bought it for 10, let them get $15. That's a, it's a good return of their investment. So they will harass the heck out of you, um, you know, and, and act like they're going to take you to court and all of this stuff. Uh, but they're just paid actors, honestly, you know. And, um, so yeah, wait. The co the collection agency are paid like basically like paid actors, so they're oh. like, okay, yeah, interesting. They're a business that's that's trying to uh, obviously just get a return on their investment by buying your debt for pennies on a dollar and trying to get something from you. You know that's why they try to settle a lot of times. Like, oh, we'll we'll, we'll sell for two hundred dollars. You know, because that's still a good return on their investment. Whatever it is, and uh, what I really don't like is the fact that they'll you know, people will pay them and they won't report back to the credit bureaus regarding it's been paid off. You know, that's why you have to go through the dispute process and have it verified and things like that. Other than that, you know, yeah, the collection agencies that just a shark. So I would say the best way to deal with them is to tell them straight up for, for first and foremost, you never ever want to verify the debt over the phone, you know, because they're recording you and they can use that against you and things like that. So you always want to say alleged debt. You always want to put alleged in front of the debt if you're talking with them. Okay. Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, you don't want to have a, you don't want to go into no type of long conversations with anybody that's uh, involved in the collection agency and just tell them, you know, hey, uh, you know, tell them, contact me in writing and hang up the phone. You know, simple as that. Uh, but for, for collections, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a whole different other way to deal with uh, your debt versus just paying off your, collection agencies uh actually disputing your information that works a lot better than just uh dealing with a collection agency so disputing it with the collection agency or okay. disputing it with the original just disputing it with the original creditor and the credit bureau but leave the collection agencies out the way they're they're sharks and they just want some money from you so but if i get to a point where it's at the collection agency and they're just like well pay me two hundred dollars and i'll clear up this thousand dollar debt can I respond and say I got five dollars for you? <laughs> Honestly, just stay away from. Them. Okay. Save your money. Save your money. Don't don't even get into a debate with the collection agencies. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna start getting some of the questions in the question box because we'll run out of time. What uh, credit card company do you feel has the most perks? So based on your experience in working with different people and different credit cards and being knowledgeable in that way. Which one do you feel like has the best, the best perks you would say? As far as credit cards, mm -hmm. I would say capital one for sure. And discover I'll keep reiterating those two because they have some really good programs. They have some really good cash back. Uh, and yeah, American express as well. American express, I would say. Uh, everybody wanted a, a black car from American Express for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say Discover Capital One. Uh, what is it? It's I think it's Navy Federal as well. Mm -hmm. Navy Federal is a good one. Um, 
yeah, those are my top top three, top four, I would say. And I know they like American Express has some like some really great benefits. Like you get like travel benefits and then you get to like sit in the lounge at the airport and stuff like that. Um, but I think sometimes that entices people so much. So they constantly use it and things like that. I think figure out what credit card works for you in your lifestyle and what actually probably makes sense. Um, again, I put everything on my credit card. I like to be able to, and I usually like at the end of the year, I'll just cash out all my points and just pay. I might give myself a gift or just pay a bill or something like that. So if you, if anybody in the comment section, if you have a credit card, if you have points, I'm curious to know, what do you use your points for? Do you use it for travel? Do you buy yourself a gift? And there's someone else. Um, if you have questions, please put it in the comment, uh, the question box. But is it bad to have a small credit balance? I have a good credit below credit card amount. Is it worth, is it worth it to have a hard pool to slowly increase the total credit amount? Um, having a small amount is 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 definitely good because the more available credit that you have, uh, the more uh, the better you look with the credit grows. Um, now and it's just depending on your situation. Like when like just just trying to use your credit with the hard pull to increase your credit amount. I mean that it helps, but. You have to understand that your your credit will take a few points, uh, but it's all about your strategy. Like like what like if you're just trying to increase it just to have a better balance, uh, you know, and you're already within good standings, is is no point. So um, I got a with an interesting question in the comment box about what would be a reason that a bank would decrease your um, your credit limit. Especially if you may be making more money at that time. If they decreased it, does that happen often? <laughs> I, I it happened to this person once. Um, but have you ever came in contact with someone that said my credit card, my credit limit decreased? What would be the reasons why for that? Um, man, I'll just talk to my bank, ask them. Like yo, increase my credit, my 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 credit limit, or I'm taking my business elsewhere. Yeah. Like, I, like unless you were like late a few times or whatever. Now I will say, I will say this is something that they also put into play uh, a few times is the universal default. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. uh, where some creditors what they'll do is if they find out information from your past like if you were ever late you know they can either they can either raise your your interest rate or they could decrease it decrease your um decrease your, your 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 limit amount so if they ever found out that you was a risk in the past they might take that into account and mm -hmm. use that against you um but again if they ever do that to you i would try to figure out why and threaten them. Like, I'll take my business elsewhere if you don't increase my, my, my limit. So, so whoever, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm, I'm just saying that's hurting you, so. Yeah. So. so whoever put that question in, um, you could have had a risky past and it just now caught up with you. Not really sure what you were doing. Um, <laughs> now my question is, say I want to get a big loan installment one day. They're not going to give me a lot if I only have a small total credit amount. So, um, 
so that's that's in regards to the question prior about so I think it's all about increasing your credit limit. I want to get a big installment loan one day. They're not going to give me a lot if I have a small. Okay, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that. Then, uh, yeah, you will want to, because you, you sound like you got a strategy going on. So, yeah, you will want to put yourself in a position where you have uh, a, a larger line of credit uh, just to let them know that I, I, I know how to handle this large line of uh, large line of credit. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, and then are what are some things you would recommend people never charge to their credit card? Is there Liability. a recommend? <laughs> What'd you say? Liabilities. Liabilities. Yeah. Things I mean, that honestly, yeah. um it's it's enticing to use the um the the cash back and stuff like that because you know, it's better to get something back versus nothing. But you don't want to go crazy, you know, if you got you got to pay attention to what you get back. So I feel like anything outside of your cash back is a liability. So mm -hmm. uh, if you if you getting groceries for two percent back or whatever, it's it's good because you're getting something back. But anything that's uh, you know just continue to take money out your pocket, it's, there's no reason for you to do it. You can just pay cash with it. Just pay cash with it. Yeah, figure out your strategy again. If you're not disciplined enough to to maintain a strategy and how you're going to use your credit card don't do it and again we're also we're all for acquiring assets and not liabilities so let's see how do i get a lower interest rate on my existing card on on a what on an existing credit card so a credit card that i have how do i lower my interest rate ask them just go straight up ask them uh ask them can you lower my rate so should um, when I'm asking them, should I give them what I want them to lower it to, or just leave that up to them? Hey, um, what is it? What do they say in the, you know, asking you shall receive. Yeah. So, yeah, ask them. A lot of times they will honor your request. Sure, and because I'm, I'm assuming they don't want to lose your business, especially if you've been a longtime customer. So, yeah. if you have questions, put it in the question box. How does the ultra score impact your credit score? What is it? Ultra score? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. How does the ultra score impact your credit score? I'm not even sure what the ultra score is. Is that like a vintage score or? I'm not sure what that is. If you can specify either in the comment section, if you all know what an ultra score is or send another question in. That would be helpful. Okay, while they're sending some that, good questions, by the way, these are some really good questions, guys. Um, but while they're uh, sending in more questions, I did want to talk about um, you as an entrepreneur because I know you you have a credit business. Um, are you an investor as well uh, in real estate and things like that? Um, I just talk about your experience as a serial investor, maybe how you use credit to leverage that way. Yeah, uh, again, once I learned how to leverage good debt, uh, I was it, it just made sense because I wanted to keep as much money in my pocket. Uh, so I, you know, I started off taking out a small loan to uh, purchase a fleet of cars, you know, because that was, that was one of my main hustles in Chicago was, uh, you know, renting out cars and things like that. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, honestly, credit was made for wealthy people. Like honestly, because there's 230, there's there's 50 trillion dollars of cash currency in the world. And there's 230 trillion of credit that's available. So there's a whole lump sum of money, a pool of money that you have access to if you have a really good credit score. So that's why it's so important to put yourself in a position where you do have a really good credit score because you have access to cash that other people don't have and you can keep a lot more money in your pocket. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And I don't even know if I answered your question. I, uh, no, that, I mean, that's good. I just, I was trying to figure out what, what do you all do? What does JR do? He has a credit business. Um, you, you have rental property. Do you do vending machines? Yeah, I, I, I try to just, honestly, I just try to focus on um, buying assets that put money, that, that, that put money in my pocket, that give me that cash flow, that monthly cash flow every month. Um, so yeah, I, I do small investments like that. And, um, you know, we really try to focus solely on real estate. You know, uh, just like Robert Kiyosaki said. Uh, Not him again. Uh, yeah, the Monopoly board, <laughs> he says, has a lot of uh, a lot of uh, jewels on it, you know. So, which went, uh, one of the jewels that he left was you always want to upgrade your 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 houses to hotels. So that's like a metaphor for you always want to upgrade your investments, you know. So even if you start small, you got to think about the next big investment that's gonna put more money in your pocket. So trading those investments in, and yeah, that's. That's what I'm trying to focus on now because I always know that real estate is always the, the, the end game, whether it's, yeah. it's uh, residential or commercial, whatever. That's always the end game. So that's what I'm focused on now. For sure. Somebody was able to define that ultra. So ultra is a FICO. We'll go with that. Is a non-traditional where you can link your bank accounts with a oh, FICO system and shows more of your behavior. Okay. I have okay. to research that more. So FICO score is um he also mentioned that they typically try to recommend for individuals to include it claiming they will give you more access to lending but in many cases it works against you if you don't have good management with your regular checking or savings account so whoever had that question i think that's a good response it seems like they're knowledgeable about how that system works and how it measures your behavior so it's a possibility that it can work against you so you may what? want to be mindful for of that I know about the FICO score because that's what most lenders use mm -hmm. to check your, uh, you know, to, to give you a loan or whatever. Uh, it's the FICO, but the ultra that actually, I'm gonna have to look into that because that actually sounds like a really good, really good thing to know. The ultra score, make sure that it sounds like it measures your 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 uh, debt to income ratio, something like that. I'm guessing. Yeah, tradition. It seems that traditional lenders don't check your ultra score, so it makes uh, no difference at the moment. That is good to know. So lastly, um, let the people know how they can work with you if they want to restore their credit, what services you offer for people um, in the last few minutes that we have. Oh, absolutely. So uh, you can always reach out to my DM. Uh, it's, it's, it's open 24-7. Um, <laughs> open 24-7. <laughs> I'm, I'm a business that's that's like McDonald's and, and Subway, man. I'm 24-7, man. So if you have questions, yeah, you know, holler at me. Um, the, the services that I that I offer. Okay, so we offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, credit coaching. So 
if you're trying to establish credit, if you're trying to just repair your credit, you know, we can help you with that. Uh, you know, we got trade lines available, you know, primary and secondary. Uh, for those that's trying to uh, add an additional trade line to their, their portfolio, uh, we, got, we got AUs as well. Um, you know, the credit restoration services to help you uh, before you have a good credit score and after you have a good credit score. Mm -hmm. So. We have that as well. Uh, and then we got a huge, huge network of, um, of of just professionals in general that that we work with wherever you whatever you wherever you are as far as what you want to do uh, regarding your situation, you know, debt consolidation, bankruptcy, uh, because sometimes people look at bankruptcy as a good thing because they don't want to use their credit score. They got their home and they want to save their assets, et cetera. We have we have that uh, we got mortgage lenders that that work in basically all fifty states. Um, so yeah, whatever you need, just reach out to me, and and I can definitely try to point you into the right direction if I can't do it for you personally. Because again, we got a really good network of uh, people, you know, black folks as well, you know. So I know a lot of you all like to deal with people that look like you. I have a large network of those as well. So awesome, we're supporting black businesses. We're gonna normalize that. Um, so again, you can follow me at Just Annalisa if this is your first time here. And then also you can follow him at Official J Credit Guy. I hope you all were able to take some information away from that. Um, oh, along, what'd you say? I got to let him know about my podcast, man. You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Go, 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 go. So, yeah. Because yeah, I am I just actually just made this podcast and we still uploading content, but it's called The Credit Show. And you can uh, you can follow it on Spotify the credit show um and yeah my youtube as well you know i just made a youtube and it's lacking it's lacking followers so i need y'all to go ahead and subscribe, subscribe. <laughs> jay the credit guy because uh, i'm starting to upload a lot more valuable content for you all you know and just drop gems for you so you're able to keep up to date but again if you ever want to reach out you got questions you know just dm me reach out you know i got my number somewhere uh and yes yeah, it's, it's just it's easy to reach me yeah, and you're killing it on your page with the small video clips that you do put on there in regards, like, if you're a felon, how do you work in your credit score, like, any different background that you have, be able to assist people. Um, so I appreciate you joining us today. Stay tapped in with me. I do plan on actually transitioning Financial Flex to YouTube Live. Um, be, be sure to look out for that announcement so that you all can subscribe to my channel and continue to be your own personal finance goals. If you haven't already, you can pre-order my e-course, How to Become Debt-Free and Keep More Money in Your Pocket. It's available for $37 now. You do have the option to become an affiliate and be able to market for the product as well. And it's, it's, an, it's an amazing course. Let's pay down this debt. Let's get these credit scores and, you know, let's, let's acquire these. Freedom. Yes, <laughs> yes, financial freedom and acquire these assets. So thank you all for joining us on the ninth episode of Financial Flex. Thank you, Anna. Anna it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us. All right, guys. Have Bye. a good one.